dang, dude, you were supposed to be Batman and you were totally Robin. Like. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis. I'm your host, and I am here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? You know, Sean and I are both small business owners, and for a really long time, I was a solopreneur. Sean also, for quite a while, it was just kind of you running the show. And so I know a lot of our audience is solopreneurs as well, um, service professionals, and I think that it's important to note that there's some differences in how you run your business if you're doing things on your own versus, you know, if you have an established team, um, being a solopreneur or a service professional, you get to this point where you're always doing things yourself. And I think it's really hard to let go of that. Um, I bootstrapped for a really long time, so I definitely know how that is, meaning I I did everything. Every single hat was mine for a really long time. And even now, because I'm somebody who wants to keep my team small, I probably do more than I need to do. Um, I do still try to find things that I can delegate to Sean, to my assistant, um, but it's really easy to get caught up in these things that I feel like I need to do. And I know Sean has the same thing sometimes that, you know, we talked about before that when Sean started the museum, he was the guy that took the money. Sean could never grow his business if he was always the guy that took the money because that little small task, that worker bee task, that there needs to be a body there does not need to be Sean. And if it is Sean, then Sean's not available to do the, the big things that business owners need to do. And so if you're a service professional or if you're a solopreneur or if you have a really small team, like that's cool. But there's, if you want to grow your business and get a little bit more time freedom, a little bit more money freedom, then there's going to have to be some tasks that you let go so that you're not constantly the worker bee. I think the hardest part for people is to try to figure out what are those tasks, especially the very first ones to let go. You know, once you've let go of a bunch of tasks, it's super easy. Ah, you do that, you do that, you do that. Uh, but those, that very first one, it's like, what is it that that you're no longer supposed to do? Because you're so used to doing all this kind of stuff, doing it how you want, exactly how it needs to be. It's because you did it that you are where you are today. And so to all of a sudden be like, now I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to let uh, Jane do it. Like, ugh, it's... You know what's really hard, hard, too, is when Jane fucks something up, then I'm like, oh, maybe Should've I shouldn't it. give Jane stuff. Yeah. Maybe and, I need to take some more back. And see, and you can't, you can't do that either, but it's super it's easy to go down that, <laughs> that road because I, I get it with the museum. Like, it's – I've done everything myself for so long that as people start to come and, and, and say, hey, I want to help, and I've got Truett now for the last – uh, over here since we've been in uh, the new location like he can do everything I can do as long as he can do it right you know it's it's uh, it's one of those things where um, you know in in the realm of things he can do everything I can do but like not it's really not exactly uh, well and sometimes it's really hard because you understand the importance of whatever it is and so sometimes it's because it's not somebody else's baby 
they don't really have the same importance as as you do, or maybe they just don't realize the importance. Because there's been lately, uh, you had like some meeting people, or Truett did a radio show not that mm-hmm. long ago. So it See, was that's been huge man, to be able so to have nice. them do that kind of stuff. Like, I I can't go do all those things, but because I now have somebody that can represent on the same level as me, like if I don't need to be the one to do it. I will send him to go do it. And it's, I mean, it's huge. It's so much off my shoulders. Uh, There's been, and still now I'm realizing that there's things that I do that all of a sudden I'm like, why am I doing these things? Like, this is totally something that Sean could do because some of the things that I do, Sean has taken off of my plate so that I can go and do things that are, are more uh, big picture things, things that only I can do. And I think that that is a good place to start off when you look at the things that you have that maybe you can start to get some stuff off of your plate is look at the things that are very repeatable. Look at the things that you have already worked out the entire process for so that you've gotten it to a point where the details are worked out that you could hand it off to somebody else in order for them to do it now. Um, maybe it's things that don't take a huge, um, I don't want to say skill level, like not that Sean doesn't have skills. Sean's got skills. Um, but maybe the the particular, like for me, it would be like design, maybe like high level design things Sean might not be able to do. But once I figured out the design and I figured out all the details and worked out the process, then I am able to give it to Sean and then he can take care of just the, the small level stuff. Um, so if things are to that point for you, that you have these things that are repetitive, that are constantly coming up, that are probably now below your skill level, that is a really good time for you to find somebody that can do them. I also have an assistant. So some of these things that I had that were repeatable tasks that we were doing for clients, um, there are things, and you know, she is not like super design savvy. She's not super technical, but if I can work out those details and then make it and show her how to do them, and then constantly, not constantly, I don't want to say constantly, but things do have to be reviewed. So make sure that that you can give people some feedback. Um, and, and once you get to that point, it can free up a lot of your time. Yeah, I think uh, like if, if, if you could write an SOP for something. A standard operating procedure. That's a dead giveaway that it's time to hand it off. We talked about in a couple episodes ago, like I was doing these brochures and I've been doing these brochures for years and they are the exact same brochure that we make for every single individual client. Um, So we change out like a dozen things for each person. So their picture, their website address and all these things. I did them for years and not that they took me a long time, but the fact is they took me time and it was something that I would do multiple of them every single week. So if you add up the amount of time that I spent just doing those, these brochures that again, did not need to be me. That means that I had to stop doing whatever I was doing, pull up the program that these are in, get those done, export these. Like there's all these different steps that I think people don't realize, well, it only takes me five minutes, but does it? Like something that's five minutes probably takes you 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Easy. If you think about it, maybe even more depending on what your start stop, you know, kind of thing is. Even if you're like the fastest, the most proficient, productive, like there's costs there. Start and stop costs are usually a lot higher than you think. And I'm the kind of person that I underestimate the amount of time it's going to take me to do things. And I don't think of all those extra things because maybe it does take me five minutes 
10 minutes to make these changes. But again, I have to shut down whatever it is I am doing and start up the program. I have to export the files. Then I have to email th people. Then I have to upload files for them. Like there's all these extra things that it's really easy to overlook all these things. And these are things that Sean does a fantastic job of because Sean is super fast at doing things that just need to be done and need to be done the same and is really, really good at that. So finding these things that you can push over to somebody so that somebody else is taking your worker bee stuff, because as a solopreneur, as a service professional, you only have so much time and your time is probably what's making money. So you need to be more on money making or promoting or um, getting more people to know about you, building relationships. Like there's all these things that are more important for you to be the person doing than, you know, doing all the worker bee stuff because you only have so much time. I mean, and it goes across, like no matter what your business is, whatever your industry is, uh, if, if your business is making pizzas and your passion is actually making pizza, don't make yourself be the person that takes the orders and takes the cash and does all that. Get somebody to do that so that you can make the pizzas. Uh, because if you go and you, you, you're taking the cash or taking the order, then taking the money and then go back and make the pizza. And then, you know, somebody else calls and they place another order and you got to step away from making that pizza and you do it. Like if you think about it, you will never complete that first pizza because by the time you, you know, put the spoonful of sauce on there, you're back on the phone taking the next order. And then it's just, it just repeats itself and you can see, oh, you're never going to get it done. And sometimes when you're starting, like we totally understand, like Sean had to be the guy that took the money at first. Well, it's because it nobody had, else came in, right? It had to. I, I had time for it. Well, you did have time for it, but like in a startup, we understand like not everybody has like these angel investors things. Like I bootstrapped forever. Like I didn't have the money to go pay a shit ton of people, nor do I even want to employ like a shit ton of people. Sorry, like that I don't. Um, but there's going to be times that you are going to have to do these things and you are going to have to wear all the hats. But if you want to grow, you can't always wear all the hats. I'd say I still wear all the hats for miles through time. I'm still bootstrapping this thing. Uh, it, it is a slow process because like we totally, you cannot just be like uh, magic. Here's money to pay somebody to go do it. Like it doesn't work that way. Um, so yeah, you, you are going to have to do it, but it's being aware of what it is that you want to do and, and be aware that you could get somebody else to do these things and work on, on trying to fill those roles. Tori for years was doing everything for herself before I was ever even capable of coming on board and doing any, anything at all for her. Um, and so like, and even then, like it's constantly, um, I get more things that she then has been doing for years, but never even thought that, Hey, this is something Sean can be doing. And so something new will come onto my plate and I can do it. But we don't have time to sit down there and be like, well, here's all the tasks that, that Tori does on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, and start, you know, checking things off and like, and giving them to me, like it doesn't work that way. But it kind of has to. And I have done that because I have, and I've talked about my planner. I super love my planner. And when I'm writing down all of these things that need to be done, and I find that I'm writing them every single week after every single week, like the brochures, like that is a sign. Like, so I know what stuff I'm doing all the time. And if you don't realize what you're doing all the time, like Sean said, it's hard to like, like maybe you need to write down all the things that you're doing because maybe you're going to start to realize, oh my gosh, I'm doing so much. It's like writing them down, it's, it takes a while though, like to go, okay, holy cow, you know, I, 
this is totally something that is repeating that I don't need to do. Well, and then there's some things like, for example, like we've been doing the podcast now for over a hundred episodes and I really wanted the podcast to be transcribed. I look into the, to the cost of like having it done. And for right now, like that is not an amount of money that I want to pay to have somebody professionally, you know, Fiverr or whatever, to have somebody professionally do it and come back because it's not really important, but it is content that we're creating. We talk about like if you put the content on your website, it's good to actually have the content in words um, because though there are some software developments that are coming out that can grab content out of different things, words are important for search engine optimization. So I thought, you know, if we could have all of these words that are spoken in like actual text for SEO and for maybe people that wanted to read it, like if that's what you wanted to do, um, that those were available. And so looking at that, I did a couple and oh my gosh, like not what I need to be doing. <laughs> like I'm a little bit better at like totally not Tori's job. Like, and I realized that. Um, and John said like, maybe just not do it for now. And so for, for quite a while, I didn't do it. And then um, some things came off of my assistant's plate that, you know, some things cleared up that now I have her doing it because it is a perfect thing for her to do. Why? It's not high skill. It doesn't, you know, she didn't have to go to some fancy training for it. It's something that I can totally block out the entire process. It's completely repeatable. There's two episodes every single week. So it's not like, because I think it's really hard to give people something that they only do once, like once a month. Like if I had Sean do those brochures only once a month. I forget how to do them. Sean will remember how to do those. Like that's not his wheelhouse. But if it's super repeatable and you can make it where people can do it so often that they don't have to think about it, then they kind of make their own little process of doing it out of your process. Then it's a perfect thing for you to hand off. So now, you know, doing the two episodes a week, this is something that she can absolutely do. And so it got to that point where then I was able to take it on. And so if you have these worker bee type things, um, not only is it things that you do, but maybe it's things that you don't need to take on until you can have somebody else do them. Because I'm really good at that. I want to do all these things. I have all these great ideas, but like now might not be the time for every single one. So it's one of those things like you have to see if it's actually something that's worth either you doing right now, maybe it's something you shouldn't even be doing at all. And there's nothing wrong with saying like, this is not something we're going to do anymore because you just don't have the bandwidth for. So all of our, all of our words are being recorded. All of our words are being recorded and putting, put in down in like actual type. This one, best this one. marketing podcast for entrepreneurs. That, that word's going to be out there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I'm going to call Sean out just a little bit here because the reason that we have talked about this and we've talked about it a couple times is that Sean has had a couple events, events that, you know, like, um, so I'm going to talk about the Tesla record event. We did a Tesla world record back in the fall and winter is December. Was it December? It was December. Oh, shit. It was warm. <laughs> It was such good weather. Was good I was thinking that it was fall. It was okay, like 60 so degrees. it was. It was the beginning of December. So we did it back in uh, December 2020, um, and we actually did it in the middle of a lot of this COVID stuff with masks and social distancing and all that kind of crap. When we went there, we had actually quite a few volunteers that we had do things. Sean was the face of this event. Sean made videos for the event. Sean made posts. Sean uh, met with all kinds of people. Um, you know, I did a little bit of it, but I got my own stuff going on too. So Sean was the face of this event. It was attached also to Miles Through Time. Um, and it was something that um, Sean really spearheaded. 
The day that we did it, however, and we didn't really realize this until, because we're pretty good at going back after we do something and look and saying like, what went well? What didn't go well? What could we do better? And then try not to beat ourselves up about it because it's super easy to do because hindsight, right? Like it's always really easy to be like, we should have done this, this, that. Well, everybody does the best they can in the moment (laughs) and shit happens sometimes. So things don't always go the way as planned. However, the day that we went out there, somehow Sean ended up getting the job of registering cars. Checking cars in. So we ended up having software that we could use that was a little bit easier because every single car that came through had to, we had to have their VIN. We had had to have all this information on every single one. So the check-in process was really important to make sure that every single car we had every single thing for. So when a car came in, we had to, if they had a barcode that, and they already filled out all the information, we had to scan it make sure it was them. So it was a little bit of a process for every single car. Somehow Sean ended up being one of these people and then was stuck there all morning being the guy taking the money, right? He was the guy scanning every single card. And so we didn't realize it until afterwards. We're like, shit, Sean shouldn't, like at the very end, he was able to do a a Facebook live and like do all these, like at the very, very end, but really Sean should have been out there the whole time. Not being the worker bee, but being the guy promoting it, being the host, being free of any responsibility except for being the host of the thing. Again, hindsight. But I really think that this happens a lot. And I'm not talking about in like a big event like this. I think this happens every single day where business owners that need to be the host, need to be the promoter, need to be the face, end up getting stuck doing, taking the money, uh, checking in the cars, doing this busy work because it's our baby and we know that we can handle it. We know that like we're able to do it and we want to be helpful and we want to, you know, we don't want to just push everything on everybody else. Am am I? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I want to do everything that I possibly can. I want to feel like I've contributed and do things. And I, that's got to be what like anybody that that gives a damn about what it is that they're doing wants to actually do it. And it's hard to put yourself in that mentality of like, I got all these other people in place to do everything that needs to be done so that you can then step outside of any like specific task and really just interact with your customers or or whoever it is, whatever it is that you're doing, like the Tesla. If I would have just been there, you know, and acted like um, um, like a host of, of the actual event and met with people and did like, that's what I should have been doing. But I mean, we never did anything like that before. So, I mean, the knowledge gained from that is is massive. So ho- hopefully, you know, you're listening to this and you have something like that in you know plan in the back of your head to do in the future realize that you don't need to be the one doing all the 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 piddly tasks that just need to be done by anybody are we talking about piddles again i said piddle huh yes yeah i didn't even realize it how about that i know like it's a thing now the piddles (laughs) are a thing you know what i think about you were talking about like a restaurant and like being the, the pizza guy right how great is it when you go to a restaurant and the manager or the owner comes out and talks to you 
That's what I was thinking in my head too. Is the story Uh, not necessarily like that? That one, the pizza guy, like he wants to make the pizza, and that's fine. Like you're not personable, it's fine. But really, you still should like you. You got to be the host. It's you. It's your thing. People are going to connect to you and be like, "Man, the pizza guy came out and asked how I was doing." But at the same time, like literally, if that pizza guy does not want to be that person, hire somebody to be that person. It doesn't even necessarily have to be you because it's fine if you're an introvert and and want nothing to do with that kind of stuff. It doesn't change the fact that your customers or clients or people interacting with your business and whatever you know situation it is, they want that contact. They want to feel special. And the best way to do that is to have somebody, you know, welcome them and make them feel like they're super appreciated for even being there. Well, and that's why, like, when we're at Miles Through Time, like, I want people to know that Sean is the owner. Because I know when we did events before and Tori ended up being the person that took the money, people didn't know who I was. They thought I was some chick, you know, that worked behind the desk, you know. And I know that especially with Sean looking younger, um, that people think that you're just some dude that like you're working for, you know, somebody or you're somebody's son or something like that. But there is that specialness when the owner is the one talking to you, when you have that direct connection to somebody, because a lot of businesses, that's, that's not something that happens. And I think when somebody can talk to you and to be connected to you and you're the host, like, I think it changes the dynamic. And I think that the connection that that builds is not something that somebody else, unless they are hired to be that person, like if it's just the waiter taking the order or whatever, and like, Hey, how's your food? Like that's not making you feel special because it's, it's just like what's supposed to be. But if the, the owner came out and, and talked to you specific, but he has to say he's the owner, he has to say that he's the, the manager. You know what I mean? You have to announce that title in order for it to mean anything. Otherwise, I'm just some chick that's taking money. Like people didn't know who I am and where people sometimes don't know who you are. And so I think that it's important that that you let yourself be known that you are that person. Yeah, and I mean, really, I was just I was thinking I was trying to think of celebrities that the vast majority of people would would know, like uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Big celebrity. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, uh, all these big actors. Like they are celebrities to all these people because of what they do. Well, in your world, in your business, you are the celebrity. You know, you're not as big as as the the Leonardo DiCaprios, but when that that customer walks into your pizza joint, you are top dog. You are the celebrity. Um, I mean, and it it makes people feel special that you're even taking the time to to go hey you know thank you for coming here and if you had somebody else doing all that stuff that needs to be done the piddles the busy work right and all you had to do was is greet people and say thank you for coming like you don't have to worry about i got to get back to the kitchen all that stress is gone you just shoot the shit with people all day like how awesome would that be like that is freedom of creating your own business. You're creating something and just getting to enjoy the benefits of it and not have to, to do any of the actual, you know, other stuff. Unless, of course, that is the part of it that you want to do. However, like even if that's the part of it that you want to do and you want to be a busy beer, maybe you shouldn't be a business owner. I'm sorry. I said it like you shouldn't. If you want to grow something 
more than what you have. If you want to actually be an entrepreneur, like you cannot be just the worker. Like if all you want to do is make pizzas, maybe somebody else needs to do this. Maybe you get a job somewhere, honestly. That's like super good point. Maybe you shouldn't be the business owner because you have to promote. You have to make those relationships. You have to make those connections. Like it's more than you sitting there just doing the work. That you you literally you you don't have much of a choice. You need to be the celebrity of your business. And and if if you just want to be that worker bee, then like somebody else that is the celebrity of their business wants to hire you. Like they want somebody like you. To be you. a diligent worker yep. that they can trust. Yeah. That, that loves the craft. And it's okay to be somebody's number two. Like you don't have to worry about all the the other headaches that come with actually being the the business owner. I mean, I, I, Tori's business is Tori's business. I am her number two. I say it all the time. She's Batman. I am Robin. Now, I, I, I don't want to run that business. I don't know how. Take that, cousin Chris. You hear that? Finally. <laughs> I'm not Robin. <laughs> Growing up, I was always Robin. And finally, I get to be Batman. And you know what? That means I have to step into Batman. I can't be Robin and have Sean be Robin and both of us like sit back and be Robin. Like there has to be a Batman. There has to be the one out there doing the promoting, the greeting, because you both can't just sit back and be Robin. No. Big stuff isn't going to happen. Um, I, I think, though, saying that, like you can still be a solopreneur if like that's your thing and you can be Batman and Robin, but then you have to split your time between Batman and Robin time because you can't just be Robin and you can't be Batman while doing Robin stuff. Like if you're going to, if it's, if it's Batman time, be Batman, put on Batman pants and be Batman. Um, because you can't think of the big things. It would be like Sean trying to take the money and and be the host. Like you're going to either be a shitty host, right? Because you're always distracted by having to take the money or people are going to come in and, and no one's going to be there to take the money. So you can't be Batman and Robin at the same time. And it's, it's a hard transition. I mean, it's just part of growing your business. But I think like we talked about, like we looked back at the Tesla event and went like, dang, dude, you were supposed to be Batman and you were totally fucking Robin. Like, but we still did it. Shit. It, it, it didn't change the fact <laughs> that like it, it still happened. We still learned from it. We still did it. So the thing is, the, the takeaway here is like no matter where you are in your business, like obviously you can't just you, you can't just like hand everything off and and take the role of, I don't have to do anything. I started this thing, you know, you, uh, you're going to have to do everything just, but be aware, like eventually you've got to start handing some stuff off or you can only get so big because there is only so much time, you know, and especially when you start separating your business time from personal time, family time, uh, it's, it starts to dwindle down quite a bit as far as how much time you actually physically are capable of applying towards growing your business. So I think looking back, like, I think it's good, like do like a little weekly review and like, look back at your last week and like, what was cool? What was not be it? And then do a bigger one and, you know, be Batman and look back and say like, how did everything run? 
And I, I think sometimes like we're, we do it well when we have a big event, but maybe we don't do it as good in like the day to day. And maybe if we did take a look and said, hey, Tori, like, what are your tasks? Like, what can what could Sean do? You know, and had more of that reflection time to be able to streamline a few things. Or maybe Sean looks at my list and goes like, why the hell are you even like the like if I was transcribing, you would be like, why the hell are you trying? Like, it's not something it's important. Like that would be something bad if that was a Robin task that I was taking on. Right. Yeah. So having that time of reflection to look at what you're doing, to look at what's been happening, to look at what tasks you're doing and like what hat you're wearing or, you know, whose pants you're wearing, like maybe you're wearing the wrong pants. And if you are a solopreneur, you are trying to do this with a really small team. You really need to make sure that you are not Robin all the time because Robin can't grow a business. Robin can get a lot of shit done, but it's not the shit that needs to be done to grow the business. I'm sorry, I didn't want to put you on the spot. True that. But I think it's important to, you know, take a look at those types of things. And again, it didn't mean that the event was bad. It just meant that we could have did something better and we had never done it before. Like, we didn't know. And we'll probably have other events that the same kind of stuff's going to happen. But at least putting it out there and always trying to do a little bit better and get a little bit better and streamline things a little bit more and not beat yourself up if you have the wrong pants on. It's okay. It's okay. Do you know I have my magazine out? You can grab a copy of Smart AF. It is actually a printed copy now, not just a digital copy, which you could always have got at uh, torymathis.com. You can also go to smartafmag.com and get this baby in digital for free, or you can buy a paper copy of it. Ooh, it's fancy. Ooh, super fancy. We have other things at ToriMathis.com too, like all kinds of really great resources that you can use to grow your business. And if you didn't know, we have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can come and join us. You could subscribe, right? You can absolutely subscribe. Holy you can cow. go to ToriMathis.com, subscribe. I will let you know when all of our new episodes come out. I do like a nice recap email at the end of the week and tell you what's new on the blog, some new resources, um, some tools we have, and of course, what episodes we have coming out. Because we always talk about how you can be smarter in your business, how you can be smarter in your life, how you can finally figure out social media and get it to work and not waste your time and your money and drive you crazy. We added delivery. What did we add? Delivery. We deliver now. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> we didn't always deliver. No. But we do now. Totally deliver now. So we hope that you will join us again on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, yeah, we will check you out on the next one. Later. Later.